0: For us! Amen. Open your Bible with me to 2 John. We'll be in 2 John today. As we're going through the 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, today we're on 2 John. So Second John chapter 1 and verse number 1, the Bible says, "...the elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth..." And not I only, but also they that have known the truth. So here is John writing to a lady or... The title could be to someone in the church or the church itself. I have heard that a couple different ways, but nonetheless, if it was to a lady in the church, a, a person with that title in the church, or to the church itself, it is speaking to all of us. It is speaking to the church, and John says, whom I love. He loves the church, and he says, not I only, but also they that have known the truth. So, John here is, is writing to the church that he loves uh, the, the lady, and he wants them to know, and he knows that they have the truth. And let me just say, there are many false cults out there today. In, this, in that day, there was traveling preachers going around spreading their own propaganda. They called them the Gnostics, and they had a false gospel. They didn't believe that Jesus Christ was the the Son of God, that He is the only way of heaven. And let me just tell you, there are many people today, they might have a suit and tie on, they might be behind a pulpit, they may come knock on your door. But I don't care what they call themselves, if they say anything different than Jesus Christ is the Son of God in, in the flesh And that he is the only way to heaven. They are a liar. They are spreading a false gospel. So just as there is today, in John's day, this was also going on. And John is going to warn them, the people, the church, the people that I love. He wants them to have the truth. They know they have the truth. And to be aware. Of that. So even today, the false cults, you know, they'll visit homes during the daytime. A lot of times when the man's gone to work, but they might try to lead the women astray or the children uh, astray. They might come on Saturday. They might come uh, two ladies to your door and they, they have a Bible and they have Bible verses, but they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they are preaching a false gospel. This phony, it's not the truth. And here John is addressing this in Second John. Now listen to Second John chapter 1 verse number 2. For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. He said, for the truth's sake. You see, once a, a person is born again, the truth dwells within them. A piece of the Holy Spirit moves in and takes up residence. And that is a piece of the truth dwelling within them. And it will never leave you. It is your promise. It is the seal of God upon you that, hey, you are a child of God. And the same resurrection power that rose Jesus from the dead now resides within you. For the truth's sake, John says. And if you think about truth, I like what Pilate said. If you remember, they brought Jesus before Pilate, and in John chapter 8, verse 37, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king? And then Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth, and everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. You see, when a person hears God's voice and they belong to God, they know that's God speaking. Jesus said that. They hear my voice. And Jesus said, I came to bear witness of the truth. What is truth? Jesus is the truth. And Pilate asked Jesus that question. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? But Pilate did not wait for his answer. Pilate turned around and walked away. He had missed his opportunity. Don't you miss your opportunity because Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. And so in verse number 2, John says, for the Truth's sake that dwelleth in you and shall be with us forever. What is truth? Jesus Christ is truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit sustain us and they keep us, amen. And we we ought to take pause and marvel and marvel at that, that it sustains us. And that they'll be with us forever, amen? You'll forever be with the Lord. Once you become a child of God, you will never get away from Him. You you are His forever. You belong to Him. And He takes up residence in your heart. And that's why a Christian who lives in sin, hey, you should take special care of the Holy Spirit because... It is with you. It is in you. And when you sin, you are putting God through sin. You are grieving that spirit that is within you. Of course, it's going to make you miserable in the process. And that's why a sinning Christian is a miserable Christian. Amen. Look, we'll be now in the third verse. 2 John chapter 1, verse number 3. Grace be with you. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Don't you love those three things? Grace, mercy, and peace? Those are three wonderful things. Grace, mercy, and peace. Grace is undeserved favor to those who deserve the opposite. And mercy, mercy is pity shown to those who are guilty and wretched. And that's me and you, ladies and gentlemen, a sinner. We, we we desire to have God's mercy. He doesn't have to give it to us, but he chooses to give it to us because he loves us. So mercy is pity shown to those who are guilty and wretched. And peace, peace is... a is the harmonious relationship that results from God's grace and mercy. When you're living in God's grace, and you're living in God, and you have God's mercy upon your life, you then will have God's peace also. Amen? So all three of these blessings, grace, mercy, and peace, they come from the Lord Jesus Christ. They come from God. God is the source of all three of those God is the source of grace and mercy and peace, and Jesus Christ is the vehicle that God chooses to channel those things to me and to you, so that you can have Grace and mercy and peace. God gives us those things through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to bless your life, but they all must come through His Son. You're not going to get it any other way. You're not going to get salvation any other way. You're not going to have grace and mercy and peace when you're serving a false God. And John is warning those people that come around and spread a false gospel and I like what's coming up here. First John or 2 John chapter 1, verse 4. Listen to what it says I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Isn't it a great thing? Even if uh, uh, earthly mother and father, it's a great thing to know that my children are doing the right thing. My children are living right. They're living a good life. Amen? How much more do you think God loves it to know that His children, when they're walking in His truth? Amen? And, and the truth is not just something to be believed in your mind. It's not just something that you know. No, the truth is, is also something that me and you must be lived out in our everyday life so that the world may see it, so that other Christians may see it, that you might be a testimony to the world and that you might be a witness to your brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage them to live a more godly life. So the truth is not something that you just believe in your mind. No, sir. No, ma'am. The truth is something that you believe in your mind, but you also live out in your life. So just as the Lord Jesus was the living embodiment of truth, he expects our lives to be the testimony of truth also. It's not just enough to go, I know the truth I have the truth, and to not live it out. Because if you're doing that, you're living a lie. You're telling everybody a lie. You're saying one thing, but you're doing another. No, when you tell it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart and you live it out in your life. You are then being a bold witness to the Lord. You are also being an encouragement to other brothers and sisters in Christ. The Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. And when people see you living that way, it makes them also want to live more a more godly life. Amen? Look with me now in 2 John chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. And now I beseech the lady... Not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Love here is essentially the unselfish giving of yourself for the benefit of others. It's not just what can I get out of that person. That's not love. When you look at another person, you say, well, I wonder what I can get out of them. That's not love. But let me put it this way. A good pastor should look at his people when they come in the door as to what can I give and do for that person. That is love. He is showing them love. What can I do for them? All right? And he's not looking through the eyes of, what can I get out of that person? And people can see right through that. They most certainly can. And that's just an example of love. When you look at them and you say, you know what? I could encourage that person. You know what? I could go out of my way to do something nice for them. You know what? I want to, You want to do something for them. You love them. And so you say, what can I give that person because true love is giving of your own self for the benefit of others that's what jesus christ did for me and you ladies and gentlemen he gave himself for me and for you and if you want to show people that you love them you want to show the world that you love them hey what can i do for that person not what can i get out of that person. There's enough of that in the world when people look at another person and say, I wonder what I can get out of them. I wonder how I could take advantage of them. And they may not even mean it in that way, but that's not true love when you look at somebody in that way as to, I bet I could get a lot out of them. That's not true love. True love is saying, I know I could do something for them. I know I could invest in them. I know that I could encourage them. Amen. True love should be revealed. And what can I do? for that person. I don't mean you give them a fistful of money. No, sir. No, man. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to do that. But listen, you could just give them your affection. You could just give them your love. Here's a big one. You could just give them your acceptance. The number one thing people want is to be accepted. And if you just show them that, hey, I accept you. I like you for who you are. You are giving them something huge, something that money can't buy. Amen? Amen. Look with me now on the next verse, verse 7 and 8. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. You remember what the, the letter is about? John is writing to a lady or somebody with that title within the church and he is warning them of false teachers of false preachers of people going around spreading false propaganda a false gospel as many do today and it may be have a coming a pretty box it may look good sound good and feel good and be completely false and wrong he says in verse 7 for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not That Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, this is a deceiver and an antichrist. And ladies and gentlemen, there are many of those today on, on television, behind pulpits, on the radio, spreading a false gospel. If you just be good enough, you just put your best foot forward, you just do this, you just give no sir, no ham. The Bible says that you must repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That God himself came in the flesh through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says. Who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, in the flesh, that he's a person. John is saying here, stand firm in the truth concerning the Lord Jesus so our labor is not in vain. Now can we can receive a reward for our labor in Christ? Don't throw it all away by following some false preacher or false teacher. Warn others about them. Don't follow them yourself. Don't get caught up in it. Because I can tell you right now, a lot of it sounds good. A lot of it makes you feel good. A lot of it lifts you up. But it's completely false and it is completely wrong. Amen? I like to think of it like this. Like junk food. Man, it looks good. It tastes good. But it's not good for you. And a lot of that false preaching can be the same way. It can look good, it can sound good, it can feel good, but it's not good for you, amen? It's just like a, a, a big, fat, juicy donut. Hey, it looks good, it tastes good, but I know that it's going to do nothing good for me. And that's the same with a false preacher preaching a false gospel. It's deceitful and it's deadly. And John here is warning the church, he is warning you, about this type of preacher, about this type of person, about this type of teacher, be looking out, be vigilant, be sober. Because the Bible says the devil is a roaring lion roaming this earth, seeking who he may devour. Amen? And he has many false witnesses that will lead you astray. Look me we'll now in the next verse, 2 John chapter one, verse number nine. Whoso transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ is he both the Father and the Son. John is speaking of false teachers here. They don't have God. Listen to what he says: Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. If they're preaching anything but what the Bible says, John says that they're a demon, they're a devil, they're a false witness, they're a false preacher, and they hath not God. God is not on their side, and they're not on God's side. No, sir, no, ma'am. They are preaching a false doctrine. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful who you, you believe. Always back it up with scripture. What does the Bible say? That's why I like it when a preacher stands up and says, open your Bible to this verse and this chapter. He wants you to see with your own eyes what he is talking about. Amen. It worries me when you see a bunch of people going to church and not one of them has a Bible. They're not following along, not paying attention to what the preacher says. They're just taking it for granted that that's what it really is. No, sir, no, ma'am, don't take no. No one for granted, not me. You open up that Bible and you see what it has to say for yourself. Second John chapter one verse number ten: If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed, for he that abideth him God's speed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. That's pretty strong, isn't it? He says, anybody that teaches any other kind of doctrine, don't even let them in your house. Don't bid them Godspeed, because if you do, you're just as bad as they are. You are a partaker in their evil deed, John says. Now, John does not refer to the casual visitor coming over to your house, just somebody that's a non-believer, or even a Christian that you don't believe on, on every point is. No, he is talking about those that are preaching a false doctrine. He said we shouldn't even invite them in our house. Don't even give them a cup of coffee. Definitely don't help them financially. Don't buy their literature. Don't buy their CD. Don't invest in them. Don't even let them sit on your couch. He's not. Talk about somebody that you don't disagree that you disagree with, or a Christian that has a different uh, look on certain small doctrines. No, he's talking about somebody that's a, definitely a small, uh, a false preacher, a false teacher that is spreading their propaganda. He said they, they're an enemy of God. God is not with them. Don't don't let them into your house because back then it was custom for, as it is today, preachers still travel around from church to church preaching, and people will put them put them. Put them up in their house, give them something to eat, a place to sleep, a shower to use. Amen. It was common in that day. And that's why he may have been writing to a lady in the church that was doing that, that was putting up preachers that were coming through, giving them a place to stay, feeding them, watching over them, helping them, taking care of them. And maybe she was doing it and didn't realize it. There are some very deceitful people in this world that can make something look so good, but it'll be dead wrong. And here John is warning And bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. He says, For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deed. And none of us, nobody that's a true child of God, wants to take any part in an evil deed that's going and preaching a false doctrine against God, against the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it will lead many people astray. It most certainly will. Now let me just say this. There there a lot of times there can be somebody that just won't talk to another person, won't won't if a, a pastor's been divorced, well, I can't sit down and have lunch with him. Well, now I'm not even going to go to the same church where he's just visiting just because of that. I don't believe the Bible's talking about that here. No, sir. No, ma'am. I, I believe it's talking about somebody that is a true false witness, a true false teacher, somebody that's saying that Jesus Christ is not the only way to heaven. Somebody that is saying Jesus Christ is not the son of God. Jesus didn't is not God in the flesh. I believe that's what it's talking about here. I don't believe he's talking about someone that has a, a small disagreement. No, but he is truly talking about somebody that is spreading a false gospel. Somebody that is denying that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that you can make your own way, or there is another way, or I've got something that God has revealed to me that he's not yet put in his scripture. Something along those lat, that lines. Because he gets serious. He says, don't let them in your house and don't bid them Godspeed. Because if you do, you're partaking in their evil deeds. Amen? And I believe that. Don't let somebody like that in your house. Don't feed them. Don't bid them Godspeed. Don't buy their CD. Don't buy their book. Don't financially support them. Why? Because you are a partaker in their evil deeds. And be careful, ladies and gentlemen, where you give your finances to. First and foremost, you should be giving it to your local church. Why? Because that's biblical and you're invested in your local church that is return, in return, turn around and invest it in you and your family. Like our ministry, Crossbound Ministry. Praise God if you want to give to our ministry. Praise the Lord and God will greatly bless you for it. But you make sure that you've given to your local church first. Amen? So I believe here he is talking about somebody that is truly, truly and knows they're preaching a false gospel and taking advantage of people as many do today. And it's usually for the same reason, like the Bible says, for filthy lucre's sake, for money guard your home and guard your family from those type of false preachers amen and make sure that you know the truth make sure you know what the bible says that jesus christ came in the flesh he is god in the flesh he is the son of god and that when you repent of your sins and you put your faith and trust in the lord jesus christ that you know that you are are a new creature in Christ. You have been born again. You have escaped the fires of hell and you are now on your way to heaven when you take your last breath.
1: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning into Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida. 352-897-3507. That's 352 352-897- 897 3507 This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness Florida